buddy? Hi, guys. Well, from blustery Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, happiness. Yes. And a new Pew poll about happiness and, uh, and religiosity really, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to dig into that. Why are you some, motherfuckers uh, so unhappy all the time? <laughs> I don't trust you people. All these atheists out here. Oh, no. Well, that was a little bit of a tease and about where that story is going to go, Dan. Not the, first like part, not the first time I've been called to tease, but Ooh. that's all right. Uh, all right. Well, Dan, I have a, uh, a story here. That is uh, a little horrifying. Uh oh. Um, it, I'm it bracing. Sort of, it sort of explains. Well, I mean, we know why we we know why a woman would want to flee Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I, can, I can think of a reason or two. Right. It's true. Like, this is not hard to imagine why. Um, it's almost to the point of saying, or of asking yourself, why are there not more? Right. Right. Uh, there are actually about a thousand women who flee every year. Not like, The vast majority of them are not successful. Right. It has to do in large part with the way that um, the Saudi government has structured uh, its society with um, men having, there's this male guardianship thing yeah. over women. This. Yeah, that, women have to get permission from a male relative to do basically anything. Right. So, like, if you want to leave the country, even though you have a passport, you have everything else in line. Uh, it used to be that you had, like, this little yellow, you'd go and get a yellow card or whatever, and the man, your guardian, would sign it. Oh, okay. As a woman, you'd have your guardian sign sure. it. Sure. And then they would allow you through customs. Huh. Uh, with little international fanfare, a few years ago, the Saudi uh, government issued an app that is really starting to come to light now in the West called Absher. Huh. Uh, and it is, it is designed to help male guardians track down the women that they are responsible for. Uh, uh, of course it is. <laughs> find my woman. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just like, it works just like with your iPhone, find your phone. No, not exactly. But um, essentially what women have to, so so built into the system a man is is able to say on these dates this woman has permission to be out of the country oh. and she has permission to go to these specific places okay right and so that that case that happened recently of the the woman who fled to canada um and the one that ended up in like thailand there, all, yeah she was trying to get to australia I yeah think, yeah initially um Oh, it's that, that, yeah, that's right. That was all the same story, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, her story, she actually had to uh, sneak in, access her male guardian's Absher account. Oh, shit. And give herself permission to leave the country. Holy crap. Um, the, this situation in Saudi Arabia is really only, the, or this, the existence of this app is really only become, starting to come to light because of her high profile escape right um and now people are really starting to talk about it uh it's been um uh, talked about extensively on twitter with the uh often accompanied with the hashtag um well end mail guardianship mm. uh is a is a regularly occurring hashtag not necessarily 
directly linked to this. Uh, but also, um, it has caused a lot of people in the West to start calling on Apple to take this application out of its uh, App Store because it's there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, because it obviously um, is a tool of oppression. And uh, that should be in violation of Apple's, uh, you know, terms and conditions and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. not when not when you write those terms and conditions in Arabic. <laughs> when you, it, something gets lost in the translation there. Yeah, you mentioned some of the things that um, women have to get permission to do. Uh, that includes getting married, studying abroad. I believe it's like now that women can get driver's licenses, it probably includes. Probably get a driver's sure. license. Um, and I think we've mentioned this on the show before, but it, it bears repeating. Uh, even leaving prison. Right. Is something that a woman has to have permission from their male guardian right. to do. So, Which is funny because then if they don't get that permission, the state is somehow obligated to continue to house and just feed. keep them. <laughs> yeah. Locked up. Okay. Just disgusting. Yeah. Awful, awful, horrible. It is disgusting. How dare she go onto someone else's phone and hack into their account and 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 fraudulently give herself permission for the seems gentlemen? Like some kind of violation. Remember to keep your passwords safe. That's all I'm saying. You can't yeah. control your women if they can if they <laughs> oh can get your passwords. Damn. That's gross. Just saying it. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're gonna move on. Uh, you know, you know what time of year it just was here in uh, Utah? Groundhog Day. Well. Yes, but also uh, there was a there was a certain thing that happened up in the Park City area spills down in, into Salt Lake a little bit. Was there an, like an avalanche? The Sundance Film Festival. Oh, it was an avalanche of a <laughs> list celebrities. Oh. They descend on us every year. They do. They do. If you, it's very funny. If you fly between Salt Lake and Los Angeles. During that week, mm -hmm. you're almost guaranteed to be on board with somebody famous. How exciting. Isn't it just? Oh, my God. Ooh. so exciting. Um, usually B-list. Anyway. Because uh, <laughs> the A-list is on their own plane. That's right. Um, but another group descended also uh, with this this year. Uh, apparently more than 200 seminary and Christian college students okay. came, to Wait, came to attend... The Sundance Film Festival. Okay, that's that's odd. It is odd, but it's actually a thing. Uh, uh, this group called the Windrider Forum mm -hmm. uh, has now teamed up with the festival. They come uh, from from schools all over the country, and they uh, and they're Christian students. Yeah, and they watch you know independent films, which, as you and I know, because we go to lots of these things. Right, they're not. They're very rarely Christian friendly. <laughs> they are pushing boundaries and like really discussing a lot of hard mm -hmm. issues usually. Yeah. And these students are coming to watch those films and uh, and and sort of they have a forum and they turn, you know, they have classes and stuff that actually take place some of them in like LDS like some of their screenings are in LDS and LDS uh church. What? Yeah. Isn't it interesting? What? It's crazy. Do they have to like Exor do an exorcism after the Sundance leaves? <laughs> You'd think. Yeah, so they so they have their own private screenings of several of the films no way. from the festival. That's wild. Yeah. Now, some, some of the students do report feeling uh, 
icky feelings oh, when they no. see some of the when they see some of the films. But it does seem like they're actually Makes doing them. a thing where they're pushing their own, where they're pushing themselves a little cry bit. Cry a little bit. I know it's very <laughs> sad. I was feeling Jesus all day, right? And then that horrible movie started, where yeah. those two people, those two gay men, kissed. Yeah, it was just the worst. Or like <sighs> somebody, you know? Yeah, they talked about how. Uh, like last year, they've been doing this for a couple of years now. Um, and last year, they watched a, one of the one of the ones that won the prize was about a lesbian woman who who lost her faith or something like that. Anyway, oh, yeah, interesting. You know, they're 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 actually seeing sort of some real life being portrayed, huh? Which is good. I mean, it's it's better than if they just focused on pure flicks or whatever. So I'm right. I'm pretty happy that they're. Well, that's wonderful that that they're doing it. Yeah. I'm, and and I'm going to give credit to them. I believe that they deserve credit for for doing this. Well, I don't know who got the whole thing started, but I think uh, Sundance should be commended as well. Oh, um, don't you think? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, for, like reaching out to a community that probably wouldn't that ever could... reach out to them. Well, again, I, I don't know who did the reaching at the, at the beginning. Well, but, I guess they're but reaching for, a community, but for yeah, for forging people a, 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 would a bridge that yeah. you don't normally think is going to yeah. be forged. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, Dan. Yeah. A number of years ago, we talked about um, Ralph Shorty. Ooh, it's a name that may not immediately recognize the name. That's fine. He really wasn't that important of a person. Okay. He was uh, a Oklahoma State Senator. Oh, right. So uh, very important person. Very important. A VIP. Uh, he, uh, let's see. So he was stridently conservative on just about everything. He supported anti-LGBTQ legislation. What? He, In Oklahoma? I know. Just who, the worst. Who ever heard of such a thing? <laughs> well, he he was the guy who, uh, he got caught with a an underaged male prostitute a 17 year old <laughs> kid of course you and uh and so anyway i remembered the story because i'm obviously oklahoma i would would kind of remember it yeah because you know from being there and everything um but he was at the time he was uh sentenced to 15 years in prison um well he has now been ordered to pay 125 or i'm sorry 125 thousand dollars in restitution to the team. Wow. Uh, this is to cover uh, the boy's um, sort of therapy uh, as he seeks treatment for uh, uh, the trauma and victimization he experienced. At not just Shorty's hands, but just working yeah. as, a, as, a, as a team That's, that's what an expensive worker. sex worker. Yeah. Um, Shorty will be paying for this probably the rest of his life, yeah. to be honest. Um, Especially since he can't hold a a good job right now, being as he's in prison and all. Yeah, yeah. So obviously uh, there will be no money paid uh, until he is out of prison. So uh, this young man does have to wait for that. Um, but the obviously, uh, uh, oh, um, but what what is interesting is that. You know, the, because I guess because it's a civil case, there's no appeal or anything. Oh wow! Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how that works, but um, so but anyway, he's, the he's money just gonna be paying. Yeah, he has no appeal. There's not no way for him to 
to to to to get out of it to get out of that uh at the time of his uh sort of that this news was coming out uh he was 35 years old this the senator um and before he even could resign from the the oklahoma senate uh his uh fellow state senators had scraped his name off of his office door. Oh shit! Uh, they they changed the locks and painted over his name uh, in the Senate parking lot. Oh wow! Like they were just like, "You're out of here, dude!" Wow. Um, and then and then he resigned like six days later. So and he'd also uh, he was also originally just facing child pornography charges, um, but uh, the state dropped that to pursue these other charges instead oh well good because there was another charge so they don't pursue the like he did multiple illegal things and they only i don't know i don't know forget it they probably figured that this was this was the one that he i don't i don't know what goes through a prosecutor's mind i don't know um but anyway yeah so that's uh that's i think is a good update um i always like these um you know total unbelievable lack of surprise stories where right where super gay hating guy gets uh caught with a prostitute male prostitute yeah shocker big (laughs) shocker we're all super shocked by that it's never happened before well uh i'm gonna tell a story this is a horrible story i hate this story but uh this is well it's not my i didn't do it (laughs) i'm just i'm just a reporter don't kill the messenger here uh there this is the story of young Ethan Hauschultz, a 7-year-old kid uh, in Wisconsin hmm. who did not properly memorize his Bible verses. Oh, well, you know, that's what he's supposed to do. Uh, it was his job. It was it was uh what he was told to do by uh by Timothy Hauschultz. Okay who I believe is his adoptive father. Um, so he was he needed to be punished, obviously. He okay. hadn't memorized his verses. So he was made to, uh, to carry a 44-pound log, uh, which Christ. is like two-thirds of his own body weight. I'd have a hard time doing that. Around uh, doing laps around their large property for a, a long period of time, supervised by his brother... His adoptive brother, Damien Hauschultz, who was 15, who uh, beat him as he did it, poked, prodded, punched. Oh, my God. Kicked, uh, knocked him to the ground several times, stepped on his head in a puddle. What? Um, really just beat the shit out of him until he died. Are you kidding me? Nope. So, oh, uh, so how now. Awful. How truly uh, awful. Yeah. So now Timothy, uh, the father, Damien, the brother, are, and uh, Tina, the mother, uh, are all like, uh, charged with various. This isn't the one where they like crimes. also like buried him in snow or whatever. They did bury him in snow. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, isn't that fun? But- so <sighs> this happened. This happened. Uh, yeah, back in April of 2018 oh my God. but the criminal charges were not filed until this week that's so gross. Uh, the father was charged with felony murder and five other charges the kid the 15 year old kid 
was charged with first-degree reckless homicide and six other charges, and unfortunately will be probably tried as an adult. Wow. Which I think... I don't like that. I feel like that is a... He was abused into (laughs) clearly doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. He should be given a lot of therapy. Yeah, I mean... And a lot of help, and maybe hopefully a chance at a life. Nope, he'll just be put into the criminal justice system and... and his life, yeah, and made sure it, it'll make sure that he'll never have a good, happy, healthy life. Um, the mother, Tina McKeever Hauschultz, uh, is charged with failing to prevent bodily harm, probably true, okay, and yeah. intentionally contributing to the del- delinquency of a child. I wonder if that's about the teenager. Sounds like that's about the teenager. Yeah. Good lord. Well, I'm I'm really glad these people like Jesus so much. It's important. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who knows? This kid may have had a learning disability. He may have been God. trying, but it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, your kid. Uh oh, he didn't memorize scripture. So I guess, uh, I guess, God, really, God. when you think about it, the lesson of the Bible is beat the shit out of your children. Right. I think that's the main lesson of the Bible. So they were just doing what the Bible told them to. Yes, indeed. Uh, if the Lord says, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Yeah, but where where in there does it say you have to learn your verses or you're going to have to go out and carry a log around? Whoa. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Log. Like, I mean, I would assume that these people would probably have found some way to abuse their children oh, with yeah. or without Christianity. Maybe. That's my guess. Probably. They they were going to be shitty parents either way. But I guarantee you that they, they, justified, they justified their yeah. shittiness using yeah, the Bible. That's true. That's true. Rather than oh, just God. we're just shit. Yeah, who people. knows if they if, if it would have gone as far, but they're they're just that's just infuriating. Yeah. Well, Dan, mm. um, oh God, I hate to go from a story of a child dying to this, um, but um, there uh, there are we we have from time to time on this show brought up uh, various different uh, burial options that exist in the world right uh, burial of dead humans you mean burial of dead humans sure um this is obviously it's you know it really probably shouldn't matter but i have my feelings about what i want to have happen to my body um i'll be dead and gone but i have wishes sure right and a lot of people have wishes yeah uh, washington state is exploring uh allowing a new kind of green burial uh, wherein the body would be composted. Love it. Uh, it you end up after uh, after about thirty days. Uh, you end up with about a one cubic foot um, uh, bit of soil. Great. It actually turns it into soil. The body into soil, uh, and it works. It's it's composting. It's a nat- It's the normal natural process. Um, where the body is put in a vessel, it is covered with wood chips, um, and they aerate the whole thing. Sure, and it cre- creates an environment that's uh, that encourages and is hospitable uh, for microbes and bacteria to do what's needed to break that body down in thirty days. Wow, uh, they're able to reuse the vessel. Yeah, from person to person. Sure, so this thing. I mean, this thing is green. I love it. Um, and uh, and instead of, you know, like 
with uh, cremation, there's so much energy required. Yeah, in order to cremate the and body, and nothing nothing is gained from it. All the nutrients that that body may have had for yeah. some are are destroyed. Right. And typically, burial in this country also is accompanied with um, the body being in, embalmed. And usually in the United States, we also uh, do concrete vaults for the coffin. Yeah. And it's, so it's required by law in most places. In most places, yeah. And so the so th- that body is never going to return to nature. No. Or at least not for a very long time. And when it does, it's just full of nasty chemicals. Yeah. Right? Don't um, yeah, don't embalm. Unless, don't, unless you have to like pres- unless you really need there for there to be a viewing and that mm-hmm. has to be in 3 weeks instead of 1. Don't don't embalm your bodies. Why does there have to be a, a viewing? In there doesn't. I'm just saying, like, if for whatever reason you, that's you, important, there to can you. be a viewing. You can come look at my little mound of dirt yeah. that just got made. Yeah, from me. But it's I important to some that. people. I'm not going to get judgy about that. But what I am going to say is, you you don't have to. It's it's a waste of your money, and it is uh and it is a pollutant into the into the world. There's just no reason to yeah. embalm. So, uh, in the United States. There are uh, roughly uh, 2.7 million uh, people who die every year. 2.7 okay. million people. Like, sure. That's a lot of dead bodies to, to, to deal with, and we're just sticking them in the ground. But I guess how many, Dan, uh, what percentage of people are cremated in this country? Eight. Oh, that's a little higher than that. Oh, okay. 53.5%. Wow! That's you, cool. We have crossed over. I don't know when that <laughs> happened, um, but obviously attitudes in this country are uh, more and more uh, shifting toward just you know having bodies cremated. Like I've said before, I think I've said it on the show. My parents have decided to be cremated, mm-hmm. which for like especially like with Mormons and people of their generation, yeah. that I, I was really surprised by that decision. I got a little it, pushback when I cremated my dad. I bet, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, but for my parents, it was purely an economic, huh. an economical d- decision, right? They, they made the decision because they're prepaying everything, right? They're getting it all lined up and they just looked at it and because it's their bodies uh-huh. and there's no guilt over like what, you know, well, no, I don't think m- mom and dad, they would want to be, right. you know, you know, yeah. cremated or they wouldn't want to be cremated. No, they made the decision. And instead of like the the funeral director being able to manipulate you into taking the most expensive options, right? They, it is more our more most modestly priced receptacle. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I thought that was uh, just absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I uh, want that. I, I do that's, too. That's what I mean. That's as close to what I want as I as as seems like reasonable to expect. Well, because like I'm, I mean, I'm just like, wow. I would like to just like donate myself to like one of those studies about composting or not about rotting rotting bodies bodies, sure because at least then i get to know that my body actually rotted away yeah because that's what i that's what i want right um leave me out in the woods that's what i want my dad want my dad used to always say throw me to the wolves to the wolves right Well, well i think that's a great idea i think we should just completely fence off an area and you just throw the bodies over the fence just Get a trebuchet. <laughs> See how far you can launch them. Yeah. And let let the pack of wolves, the very well-fed <laughs> pack of wolves, just rip the bodies apart. 
and then poop them out. There you go. That seems like the best way to die. But this or composting to, thing, not I, die, I but like. to be. Uh, to, what to Are there people body? protesting against this idea? No, it's more that uh, the the state is trying to figure out, um, you know, how to because legally there are only two things you can do with a body. Right. Right. Uh, you can bury it or you can cremate it. That's for the state of Washington. I would assume that's probably most states. Right. Right. Uh, and so what they're what they're considering is making this a, a third option. Yeah. Uh, there are other options out there, of course. Um, there's that one where you sort of are chemically cremated. Oh. That's like a thing that's happening Ooh. where your body is just dissolved and they basically just flush you down the, the drain. That sounds horrific. Um, and then they take the bones and they pulverize the bones. <laughs> and <laughs> this, uh, this is some like breaking bad shit right oh, there. Oh, yeah. No, that that one just sounds awful yeah but a lot of people are also i don't want bodies floating down my my sewer system that seems wrong or bad and then released into the i don't know there's so much bad shit it's the chemicals i'm more worried about i'm i don't like yeah i don't know well that one is considered a fairly green option i'm not sure exactly what chemicals they're using and all of that but it's rendered not hazardous before they before they they flush flush you sure um and that's legal i can't remember uh what the article said about that but it was like 16 or 18 states that's actually legal in i'm saying just so. just uh let the microbes do their job let the absolutely bacteria that's why do the, the composting work. is brilliant yeah so yeah i'm on board and then like put me in your garden yeah put a plant right put a flower right in me i that can just be, seems fucking brilliant i can be literally pushing up the daisies you could literally be a tomato next year dan eat me <laughs> Eat me! <laughs> All right, I'm going to close it off with uh, with a story, a local story, a, some local interest. Uh-huh. Uh, Utahns will probably know this name, maybe. We definitely knew this name. I knew the name, yeah. Um, Sterling Van Wagenen. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a sort of, <laughs> if you can say it this way, uh, a luminary of <laughs> Utah uh, Film, uh, an LDS film, LDS film production, including well, he was actually a Hollywood. He actually produced film <laughs> in Hollywood, though. I know of at, at least, least one, one film that he was a producer of because it did really well at the Academy Awards mm. back in the mid 80s. Yeah. Oddly, he, I remember that he got himself some street cred and yeah. then uh, and that was and then rode that wave the right whole, back to Utah, <laughs> right back to Utah and became <laughs> the biggest guy we got. Sort of thing, or the biggest guy that they, the Mormons, have, right? Including he made at least one of the films that the the videos that plays in the temple ceremony. Yeah, you and I have talked about the temple ceremony recently. Uh Um, Well, it turns out that uh, that he and you'll be shocked by this. He has admitted to having uh, inappropriately touched. A, a, a young boy back in the 90s. Jesus. It's the admitting that's shocking. Not, well, not so much the fact that, yeah. I mean, not specifically him. I mean, I. He didn't come out I, with that. I had no opinion of the man right. when, as to how, you know, much of a creeper he seemed or anything. But like, he didn't. People actually saying and admitting it, that's. Well, that's here's the thing. Rare. What he did was, what happened was this kid, uh, all grown up now, went to confront him oh wow and recorded it oh jesus 
and then and then it got out on the oh, on, on the Mormon leaks. Yeah. Uh, so here's, you know, I'm never surprised when someone who has risen to prominence within a religion uh, did something bad because humans, a percentage of humans, uh-huh. are awful and do bad things. Well, but I mean, after this this incident, he was, you know, like, okay, I don't know when he made whatever uh, temple film he made, but he uh, still was involved heavily at KBYU. Um, right. I worked at KBYU for a year in the late nineties. This was a this is a PBS or a, a, was a the, public television. Yeah, at station. the time it was still a PBS affiliate. I, Affili- think, yeah. I think they've disaffiliated. Yeah, they have. Um, and, uh, but at the time they were a PBS station and I remember his name thrown around a lot, um, and, uh, for working on various productions of the station. Right. Um, I, I think I met the man once. Um, and then when I was up at the U as a student, I, I think he ended up coming onto the faculty like a year after. Okay. Um, but, but here, what was I saying? I was saying something doesn't matter you'll get to it anyway uh <laughs> the one of the reasons that i wanted to bring this up okay is that the church definitely knew about this guy that's where i was heading yeah uh and and actually convinced the family to let the church handle it rather than getting the police involved or anything like that uh which is very common among uh, cases like these uh the other reason i wanted to bring this up is because as we have reported there have been recent changes to the, the temple movie, the yeah. film yeah. shown at the temple. Right. I find these two things strangely coincident in uh, these bits of news. And now it's time for Dan's Conspiracy Theory Corner. <laughs> where okay. I Where I suss out. Here's what I think may have happened. And I really genuinely think this is a possibility. Okay. I'm not saying it did. I don't have any evidence for it. Okay. But... It seems very possible to me because we know that the new film is not a film at all, but rather essentially a film strip. Yeah, it's it's still photos with audio underneath. Right. I'm wondering if they had to hastily create that because they knew that this was going to break, that this new like that Sterling may have gone to them and said this shit's about to hit the fan Um, unless he produced every single film. There was always a, there were always a couple or a few films in rotation. Oh, well. so I mean they could have just pulled his film if there was some worry about that. Yeah, but would anybody know that that they, was the film? Yeah, I guess if it's a slideshow, you can you can say no, 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 no. He produced the films. Now there's a slideshow. Right. It's it's just a theory, but it it just seems like this. I'm wondering if they paid the guy who was leaking this. A little bit of money to hold off until they could get uh, their damage control in order. That is some big time conspiratory thinking on your part, Dan. Yeah, it it's is. not that it's and, and for any what makes a good conspiracy theory is that it seems plausible, <laughs> right? So I'm not claiming that I know the truth on this. I'm not claiming any evidence. I'm just claiming it. Just it just seemed it just started to smell like something right. was going on. Well, and also like a lot of uh, conspiracy theories. Now that now that you've said it, like, well, how? I have nothing to argue against it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
There we go. And that's this has been Dan's Conspiracy Theory Corner, everybody. Uh, hey, if you'd like to write in to us about with your own conspiracy theories, you can do Woo. so. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yep. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join is a closed group. But we will let you in. Also, check us out on Reddit and Twitter at TGI Atheist. Hey, Dan. Yo. Uh, we're big fans of the Jim Baker show. Oh, I couldn't be a bigger fan. Uh, and we like to play little audio clips. I mean, I, I, can, only, I can only take it in three-minute segments at most. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, but Perry Stone, who I'm not really familiar with, but that's the name of the guy who's talking. Okay. He's a guest on the show, and he has... What does he look like? Do you have an image of him? Yeah, he's got uh, kind of uh, grayish on a little bit on the sides, some glasses. He's Perry wearing, Stone. He's wearing... Is that a turtleneck? I can't tell. There's a Ugh, they're all in symbol right in front of his face right now. Uh, but... <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, bless you, Dan. Bit of a cold. Um, Anyway, he has uh, an. He thinks that there's that we need a different approach on how to prevent mass shootings. Yeah. uh, And uh, so, especially in schools. And so, let's just have a listen. You're going to have to allow um, teaching of scripture. You teach it as history or whatever. Teach the teach the beatitudes, which is just lessons how to live there's got to be something breaking into the public schools again because this is where a lot of this activity is built this is where a lot of the gang activity the bullying has to stop you know most everyone who shoots kids are kids who have been bullied right and there has to be rules set in schools no tolerance for bullying if you if you're being bullied you come to us we will deal with it we'll sit the kids down together i'll make them apologize to each this recent killing might be yeah, linked that's to bullying. It, it, it was because i know it was five minutes from a pastor friend's a friend of mine's house and one of his youth girls ran by and that boy shot the girl beside him and didn't shoot her mm. she's a really good christian girl and god spared her oh. but so 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 i see that the sons and daughters being touched by the spirit of god is yes. the remedy for this whole thing. That is the remedy. The church if, knows the God's remedy. the only answer to yeah. this this horrible warfare that yeah. we're in. In West Virginia, in parts but, of West Virginia. But can it change, though? Well, I can tell you it can because I, I don't want to say too much, but I, I won't t- say the name or where. But in the state of West Virginia, the drug problem is so bad in some of those mountain schools they are letting young preachers come in and hold services in the auditorium wow. during school time. Wow. That's now, I know, awesome. I know that people are going to scream, oh, God, separation of church. Look, yeah. oh. when you got kids dying, forget yeah. separation That's of church. Right. State. When you yeah. got overdoses of yeah. a 15-year-old, yeah. forget separation of church. And state. And, and, and That's crazy. The great thing is, the great thing is hundreds of kids up in those mountains are coming to know the Lord. Hundreds, hundreds of kids, Dan. hundreds of kids. No, you, you got. If you're gonna do an impersonation of them, it's got to be a little bit. More. Hundreds of kids, <laughs> hundreds. Just got, I, I gotta ramp up the the gay on. You gotta it. turn. You gotta turn the gay up from <laughs> whatever your nominal sort of <laughs> my my three my, or four is. My 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 standard. <laughs> 
the alert on the the gaydar the the Richter scale of I, I definitely show of, up uh, I definitely show up <laughs> I'm not I don't I don't trip the whole thing but I'm I'm definitely <laughs> no this guy this guy is like that's a like a he's redlining woo doggy <laughs> but oh you know what forget it, they're right we should give up on our constitutional standards when uh, when people are dying. Because a good constitution is built so that you uh, ignore it well, they, if if anything's go, if anything goes wrong, right? You you make sure that there are provisions within the constitution to to s- just fuck over the constitution if anything seems a little wobbly. Well, I mean, one way we could end school shootings would be to uh, get rid of gun rights. <laughs> over, like, do something about that Second Amendment, Dan. Yeah, well, or we could actually like pass reasonable, reasonable. That's laws. all we need. Uh, the other thing is the thing that I love about this is that their their prescription for ending school violence is getting God in there. Oh God! Completely ignoring the fact that this last year, as we've reported, the vast majority of terrorism in this country has been Christian terrorism. Oh yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, you. I wonder what they would say if you said that to them. Would they just deny it? Well, I They'd think probably they, just deny because it because it's all it is like Christian terrorism, but it's it's also steeped in white nationalism. Well, there's that too, right? Uh, sure, it is, th- that is the the. the but it's the part and parcel. You're, you're you don't about, you don't right? get white nationalism that isn't Christian based. That isn't like also raving, yeah. ranting, and raving about Christianity. It's true, but they'll just disavow. Yeah, that's well, not that's our Christians. No, no, no. True, no, no. no no true and that's what that's what i'm saying is that it's 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 easy for them to to try to draw a distinction right that we may a distinction we may not agree with or see but right anyway um well i guess did we have any emails we, that you wanted to address? yes we have i we, don't have any voicemail well i, I got that. i got all the emails so okay. uh, here we come uh we got uh steven wrote into us said uh hello frank and nan that's a good way to start i think steven well, hello steven uh, I was curious what your thoughts are on negative on the negative nature surrounding atheism in our culture. Uh, while I understand the topic has been covered numerous times in regards to theists stigmatizing atheists, I think atheists are looked at negatively even by many secular people. I've seen atheists range from being uh, apathetic toward other toward out atheists to complaining about the majority of atheists. I think there's a very negative straw man version of atheists that paints us as arrogant, angry, obnoxious, and impatient. As a result, many atheists seem to come out of religion, but still hold on to the negative feelings surrounding the label atheist. Sometimes it almost feels to me that this apathetic or negative feeling towards open and active atheists uh, has a strong influence on atheists being a confident, influential, and supportive group. Hmm. So what do you think about that? Uh, well, yeah, and I've actually uh, this actually fits kind of into a thought that I've had recently. Okay, uh, which is atheists as a group. We we lock we we lack a lot of like the we're we're a group not because of anything that we do believe, but what we don't believe so we're not cohesive mm. as really a, a, a group but i but I, I i i was wondering how do we get some of that uh sort of uh 
university level, institutional level, <laughs> PC generosity and protection toward our community. Well, where people, where it starts becoming out of fashion to say negative things about gay people and that people actually, or not gay people, atheists. Right. And that people who are not atheists actually start to say, no, 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 that's not cool. Right. Much in the way that we've um, been successfully changed people's attitudes on use of certain words or whatever right. directed toward women or people with learning disabilities or whatever, like the, or gay people or like, like the, the, there, there has been this a shift in our culture because of those attitudes. And I just wonder if, how do we, how do we get that? As a group. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the thing is that uh, when you come out of religion, a lot of the time, a lot of people who come fresh out of religion have a lot of anger and that's fine. Right. And then they want to hear from angry atheists. And so like people who are who are yelling angry stuff into microphones to kind of get elevated and whatever. Right. So maybe part of it is like start ask, you know, start trying to elevate voices that aren't angry. Right. Within our community. But I think, but again, and I think that if, aren't obnoxious or whatever. If, if being atheist, but most of them are carry like, do what? Most of the, most atheists aren't. Most atheists are great. I know. Really but nice I'm, people. That's what I'm saying. If, if being atheist didn't carry the stigma of, well, all the various stigma that, that, that is tacked on to being an atheist. But like, if there, if, if, if it could be understood more as, identity level and i know that that sucks and i kind of don't even want that for the atheist <laughs> community but i just think that if if we could control the conversation more about who we are as people um it would it would go a long way and i don't know if that really is addressing what he's talking about but yeah i don't know it don't... It, it, it made me think of that thought of like how do we get some of that sweet sweet PC love. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How do we how do we how do we destigmatize atheism? Yeah. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, put some put some work into that thought. Try and uh try and figure out how, how we do that. Yeah. And then uh, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Jen wrote into us, Hi guys, love the show. It was it's a great way to get through my w- boring work day. Well, that's nice. Uh <clears throat> as someone who lives in Surprise, Arizona. That one always sneaks up on you. Uh, come around the corner, and there it is. Uh, the insight into Mormonism is a welcome is welcome knowledge. But the reason I'm emailing you <clears throat> is because one of the ads I heard was uh, on our show uh, was for Grand Canyon University, a Christian oh, college. No, really? Thought it was odd, but I heard the same ad <laughs> listening to another <laughs> atheist show. Oh gosh, you know. Uh, we should take this opportunity to just discuss that we don't choose the ads. We don't have any control over it. Have, we lost some listeners during the last election cycle because there were some Trump ads that ran on our show. Yeah, People That's... are mad about it. I think it's funny. Yeah, I think when, when a, a, something advertises on our show... That is very clearly against what we're all about. Right. I always think that's hilarious because like they're just wasting their money. Right. They're throwing their money down the toilet with us, with our listeners. Yeah, exactly. But, no. But, you know. I know. I'll take their money if they want <laughs> if, if they want to give it to us. Absolutely. But yes, uh, sorry if you hear an ad that you find weird or distasteful, but we that's not our job. Yeah. 
And we, um, unfortunately for us, we don't have the clout to be able to pick and choose <laughs> yet. Yeah. Someday. Someday. Uh, one, and one more. This last one's from Cynthia, who says, Dear Frank and Dan, I first want to tell you that I love the show. Uh, I would say that I finally embraced an atheist lifestyle in my early 40s, uh, nice. somewhere, uh, which is between 2018, 2019. Wow. Well, welcome. Yeah. I'm fully embraced atheist. As a coworker, con- I, I, I had a coworker confront me yesterday uh, about why I don't believe in Jesus or God. Oh, boy. She started to question me about why I don't believe, why, I'm, why I am the way I am, etc. <laughs> I talked about several different reasons why I don't go to church and why I don't believe in the Bible. I brought up issues that are problematic with the Bible, starting in Genesis with the two creation stories. Uh, why is it that the Bible did not corroborate science? And I brought up issues with slavery being justified throughout the Bible. At the end of a lot of uh, the issues that I brought up, uh, or at the end, a lot of the issues that I brought up were dismissed. And she kept saying that all I know is that Jesus is my Savior uh, and my Lord, etc. I asked her, have you ever read the Bible from cover to cover? And she said, no, but her husband and her pastor have. She, uh, huh. She did offer to set up a meeting with her husband and her pastor oh so they can God. talk to me about the Bible and maybe even bring me back into the fold. Oh, would, my God. I would like some advice. Would you attend a meeting of this kind? No. And if you would, uh, what would you say to these gentlemen to defend your position about why you don't believe? Thank you, Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. Yeah. You owe these people exactly nothing. Nothing. You don't have to have this conversation with D- them. I, I, I actually don't even have any advice for what to say because... Because don't go. Yeah. You don't, don't. owe them anything. They're not going to... Here's the other thing. And if this is actually in the workplace, it's not some coworker that you're friendly with and she like, you know, lives next door and came walking over. Like, <laughs> like if yeah. this is happening in the workplace, it's inappropriate. It is. It is. You should, you should probably shut it down. Unless you work at a Christian bookstore. Right. And if you do, well, well then that's on you. That's on you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, no, no, don't. Here's the thing. If you could have, if I felt even remotely like you could have a productive, interesting yeah. conversation with these people, I might say go do it. Yeah. But evang- evangelizers, missionaries, these people aren't listeners. They, don't, they won't hear your yeah, position. No. They won't have anything to do with what you're saying. All they want to do is talk at you. Right. They have an agenda. They have a goal. And it, and none of it is to hear what you have to say or to care about you as a human being. Mm, yeah. It is to bring you into their way of thinking, into their fold. They need you to be one of them. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, they'll just shut you out. They don't care anymore. So, yeah. no, don't expose yourself to that nonsense. Don't listen to what they have to say. Don't. And you I, don't need it. Yeah, and I would assume that you probably want these conversations with your coworker to end, to, mm. to, to stop happening. And if you go and meet with these people, it, it's just going to be that much longer. It's going to be exponentially worse. No, these, the, the amount of conversations you're. Yeah, having you in the don't want any of this about this. Like, just just shut. This just down. shut the whole thing down. Just say, <laughs> you know what? I and I would and we would recommend probably just saying to your coworker, "Hey, I appreciate your interest." Yeah, uh, and this was nice, but yeah. uh, we shouldn't be talking about this yeah. here. And I'm I'm really happy in in you know my life and the decisions that I've made, and and please let it just let's leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the best thing you can do to bake their noodle is to just be a happy person. Yeah, 
that is a like let them know that you're an atheist don't you don't need to have any discussions just be just live your best life yeah it will rock their world to how, see a happy you how can she be happy that's the best thing to do all right all right, is that the end of emails? That's it. Okay, well, we have a couple people to thank, Dan. A few okay. people. Actually, a whole lot of people. Ooh! <gasps> what? Um, we have one new faithful listener, Greg. Hi, Greg. Uh, thank so you. Thank you, Greg. We have two new venerable listeners, Matthew and Robin. Thanks Hello. to the both of you. Thanks to both of you, yes. And then we need to acknowledge something, a failure on, 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 on my part, because I'm the one who looks this stuff up. Okay. Uh, because there's been a little bit of movement with, like, the Lord and Savior category. Sure. Uh, I, uh, I, I had sort of nosed around a little bit, but I apparently had done a really good job. We actually have a pantheon of gods. What? At this point. Of, of, of lords, lords and, savior. and saviors? Uh, it, it's, it's not just... Uh, Was there a conspiracy? Not just one, not just two. What? Not just three. What? Not four, but five lords and saviors. Holy shit! Our top donors, Scott... Tied for first. Tied for first place. Scott, D, Hannah, Liz, and Judy... Holy making up simoleons. Our pantheon of top supporters. Wow. We appreciate you. We can't believe the level of support that you guys are coming in at and i am sorry because there's a few of you who i think should have been thanked as well last week following through so, the cracks uh, wow so this week I, I i figured out a better way to look this up and I'm, I'm just gonna point this out to these guys uh all it takes is for one of you to raise your your level <laughs> and then you get to be the only lord and savior i'm just you can stay at the at, at five i love the pantheon level. i do too i, I do i like i love splitting that between them <laughs> that's great well thank you guys all so very much uh you are amazing and uh and if any of, uh, of the rest of you who aren't currently giving would love to be would, would like to be part of the pantheon you can go to thankgodimatheist.com and click the uh, support tab or the, the, the there's a Patreon there's button in there a somewhere. Doohickey. Find the doohickey <laughs> and it'll send you on to Patreon and you can you can join up and uh, and be part of the best people in the world. Thanks everybody. Hey Dan! Hey, you know what I just did? I'm gonna I'm gonna let our listeners in because I just did a a joke for us, which was I said, "Ed, we're back in five, four, and then I came in, right and then on you time. came in right on the way. Yeah, we did the we did the. It's a TV thing. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. It, it's not really. It's not really a pre-recorded audio podcast thing. Right. But anyway, uh, yeah. Today, Dan, uh, <laughs> you kind of uh, mentioned earlier that you had found this. Uh, pew poll that you wanted to talk about. Oh, you love a good pew poll. I love a pew poll. Here's the thing, and and we'll get to this. Uh, I I find some problems with with this poll, as I do with many polls, because uh, as you know, uh, listeners, because our listeners are the smartest listeners in the world, um, how you word the wording on a question affects how the the, affects the outcome. Yeah. uh, how you craft uh, just everything about your poll 
will affect the outcome. And so, and I think that there are some questions uh, that come up on this. Okay. But well, let's start with this. It is uh, the Pew actually did uh, they 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 grabbed a whole bunch of different research and brought it together. Ooh, uh, and analyzed it. And what they've discovered is that actively religious people, people who go to services mm-hmm. regularly, okay, seem to be happier, or at least report being happier. Mm, that's interesting. Than uh, inactive. I mean, I I could come up with a few reasons to probably support that. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, uh, and th- we've talked about this a lot on the show. Um, religion and, and going to church in particular gives you uh, a community it does and we are social beings right and we, so i could yeah. see somebody finding a certain level of satisfaction in their life and a certain happiness from those connections that they they, they make those friendships and and whatnot sure at church sure um and you know there's usually a lot of their activities that happen during the week yeah at most churches so yeah, you can you know. there's fun to be had yeah. there's there's community there yeah. is uh there's friendship yeah and so on offer at most churches and so i could see that actually um increasing a certain level of sat- just life satisfaction and, and and their happiness it is a struggle that is one of the struggles of being an atheist for many for yeah. many atheists you know um is that broader sense of community right um but finding yeah finding community is mm-hmm. can be tricky for those of us who don't have a built-in thing like yeah. church right now one of my issues with this is that these people who go to church are self-selecting so people who regularly attend church are not the people who are marginalized by that church. <laughs> they fit. Yeah, they fit in. You know what I mean? In. They yeah. fit in. Okay. They yeah. do well. Mm-hmm. They thrive in that environment. People who don't regularly attend church but may be still believers right. could very well be the ones who those people feel may make them feel like shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lots of people who don't go to church are made to feel like shit by the people who do go to church. So... There's a lot of nasty churchgoers. There's a lot of that shit going on, and that's one of my objections. Well, you know, we we do know that church people uh, often have a a a sense of superiority. Yes, that that uh, and maybe that makes you feel happy. Maybe that's I'm I'm better than everybody else. Look at how much better I am than everyone. (laughs) Boy, I feel good about that. Yeah, I feel great. That makes me happy. Yeah, that's funny. Another another issue uh, that I wanted to bring up, and and I know that this is true uh, within Mormonism because that's mm. that's my culture. That's what you know. I know the that group of people. Sure. Yeah. Is that there's a pressure within the Mormon Church, and I think this probably applies to a lot of other churches too. But the Mormons do take it to an extreme. I know yes. where you're going. Yeah. Uh, there is a pressure within the Mormon Church to be happy. And yeah. to report happiness. Yeah. Because absolutely. if you don't report happiness, even if you're actually miserable, people, there are Mormons who are actually miserable, but will tell you how happy they are. Right. And a lot of that comes down to this cultural sense that if you're not happy, well, so the church is meant to bring you happiness. Mm-hmm. You're supposed, if you're doing all the things that the church tells you to do, the promise is that you will then be happy. Right. And therefore, if you're not happy, right, you're not churching well, right, 
You're and, you're betraying God in some way. You're and, doing something wrong. And this explains the amount of uh, antidepressants that are taken within the Mormon community. Right. Because there's something wrong with them because they're... They see the act that all these other people are doing, this happy act. Right. They don't realize how much of a happy act it is. Right. They, they, they get down on themselves because they're not that happy. And then they go and get some Prozac to fix themselves Which, right I've up. I've got nothing against taking Prozac. I it, don't either. I think it's great. But yes, if you're legitimately... The, pro- like, the problem is that Utah County, uh, which is sort of Mormon central, uh-huh. is one of the highest consumers of, of antidepressants in the country. Yeah. If not the highest, it's like the highest. It's it's really bad. So something. So there's a correlation there. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if you ask people, I wonder what would happen if you if this same uh, survey, if the Pew people said, also, are you taking antidepressants right now? <laughs> that that should have been a question because <laughs> if you're happy, but like you're you're doing you're achieving it chemically. I again, nothing against that, but I think a lot of these people aren't clinically depressed. They're religiously depressed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And they need they need that extra boost yeah. that way. There's some interesting other uh concurrent things in this study, um, not just happiness. They also talked about health. And this is an interesting thing to me. Uh because they liked they seem to be claiming, and as I was reading, they were like and it seems like there are some health benefits to a church attendance too. And a lo- okay. And as I dug into that, it seems like uh, what they're calling health benefits are actually uh, what are considered healthy behaviors. So fewer smokers in religion, fewer drinkers in religion. Okay. That makes sense to me. Those aren't necessarily tremendously healthy things to do, although, you know, you can drink in moderation and be totally healthy right and even smoke in moderation and that's okay too uh but i mean it's not great right but you're fine Uh, yeah most smokers if you're a smoker you're not doing it in moderation so it's probably not a great thing but here's the interesting (laughs) thing guess what everybody what (laughs) nothing dan's an occasional smoker (laughs) yes i do i smoke the occasional cigar uh Just, just just so that everybody knows where that's coming from yeah, anyway. Because that's not my stance. Okay. <laughs> About Fine. cigarettes. What not. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I know a lot of people who, like, they only smoke if they're out with their friends drinking. and they Sure. Get it. And that's obviously far less risky behavior. Right. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I was trying to yeah, get yeah, at. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, however, there are also, there are some also other things, like, for instance... Regular church attendees, Mm -hmm. far less likely, or not far less likely, slightly less likely to uh, exercise regularly and are slightly more likely to be obese. So Wait, but they're healthier? Well, (laughs) when you dig down, it seems like maybe that might not be the case. They're more likely. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Uh, They are more likely to be civically engaged. And I think that that is one of the things that I wanted to talk about God, a little we bit. We fucking because, see that in Utah. Because let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It's real, real, real important for all of you guys mm-hmm. to be civically engaged. Yeah. To be engaging with your government. Yes. To be voting all the time. Yes. Even when there's not a vote happening. Go Running vote for something. Some silly little office. Yes, indeed. Get yourself on some uh, council or committee in your 
in your community. Yeah, or go and attend the uh, the meetings or and just, uh, yeah, just make sure there. you know get up there and speak if you have something to talk about. Yeah. Make sure your voice is heard. Yeah, write letters and emails and whatever. Absolutely, uh, be ignored by your politicians the way I'm ignored by mine. It's uh, <laughs> it's very important. Uh, anywho, uh, I I think that that is one of the things you know our demographic is one of the fastest growing demographics in these United States. Yes. And probably worldwide too. I haven't really looked at those figures lately. Uh, but I definitely know that in the United States, atheists, agnostics, non-religious people grow by leaps and bounds. Yeah. The young people, they're they're casting off the chains of religion uh in in droves. Right. So, now it's time for us to make our voices heard. Because we are disproportionately large and disproportionately underrepresented and underheard. Yeah. And people who go to their churches are overrepresented and uh, they get to be heard a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and frankly, I have so much privilege in the rest of my uh, life. I would like this to fall in line. <laughs> I am a straight white male. I've got it all except for this part. So right. if we can get this piece of the puzzle into place, my privilege uh, bingo card will have been blacked out. And well, I'm so happy for that's you. That's what I'm looking for, baby. Yeah. Now, uh we are we are one of the, let's not forget that uh in terms of hated groups in America, I know. It's... We are we are we're top on the list, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh getting out there and getting our voices heard uh and being visible and engaging uh, is a very, very important thing. Yes, it is. Um, and it might just make you happier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. No, I mean, like, maybe that engagement is part of the happiness yeah, uh, that not? these guys report. Why not? Because, again, if you're out there, if you're out being like being involved, yeah. you're interacting with people. Yeah. You're probably, you might... Whether you make a new best friend, who knows? But you're making new friends. You're meeting new people. Absolutely. Having interesting conversations. Yeah. You're being stimulated as a human being. Right. Yeah. And also, you're feeling, when you feel engaged, mm -hmm. now it is dangerous territory because what you, it can be very depressing to engage civically. Uh, yeah. When things don't go your way. Oh, believe me, I hate my HOA meetings. But when you, <laughs> But but when you're engaged, at least you feel like you're doing something that's that has meaning. Yeah. And yeah. adding meaning to your life is always a good thing yeah. uh, in terms of feeling satisfaction. And and uh, and you know what? You and I were talking, Frank, yeah. earlier about how happiness isn't necessarily doesn't have to be the goal uh, for a lot of for a lot of us. Right? We're we're not we're not shooting for constant happiness. Because right. that's a that's a silly, weird, moving target, right? Because like, like I think we should be trying to avoid, you know, sadness, and obviously, super avoiding, you know, I mean, sadness will happen normally in sure. your life, right? I, I guess I'm, the more extremes of yeah, that, where you maybe you fall into depression, and you need to get yourself out of that and misery right? and all of these things, yeah. you know, any of the, these things are to be avoided, right? And and it's not, I, I don't think. I need to be happy all the time to have a satisfied and content life. Right. Right. And, and, and because contentment 
And there's almost like this negative idea about contentment in the, in our culture, right? That you're just, that you're settling, right? right? That you're, that you're giving up and that's not it at all. No, but, but, but just finding satisfaction and contentment in life yeah. with, with your employment, in your relationships, with your friends, in whatever your living situation is, um, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's attainable. It's real. It feels good. Happiness, it, it, it comes in, 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 in waves. It, it's, it's fleeting, right? Yeah. And so if your whole goal is just to be happy, 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 I just think it, 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 it you're, you're, you're going to be upset that you're not happy. <laughs> all the time <laughs> yeah right like you're gonna stress yourself out yeah it's, right? it's literally a way to feel to make yourself miserable yeah shooting uh, if you feel like you always have to be happy yeah but satisfaction contentment these are things that that when you when you can look around at your life and just say you know what things are things are are, are good yeah I, I i feel i feel good about you know my 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 tiny little you know condo yeah <laughs> i love that fucking condo yeah and it is so many people's worst nightmare you know yeah because it's so small and i just think it's like the best thing ever well right? that's the other thing is that happiness for a person at least in my life the things that have made me happy at various points in my life have changed over time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like i you know i i don't have a vocabulary to describe what will make me happy because that's a moving target. That's a thing, you know, Absolutely. it, it yeah. will wash over me. It will yeah. come to me at times mm-hmm. and then it will sort of flow away also. it You know, there's an ebb and a flow to happiness and to sadness. Yeah. They both come and they both go. Absolutely. And so I, yeah, I've stopped shooting for happiness. That's not a goal for me. Interesting. Just, just uh, you know, uh, contentment and enjoyment of life. is Dan, um... Is this a new thing for you? Is this a newer realization? I feel like we've had conversations yeah. in the past and you were really you were really talking a lot about happiness. And 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 and, and I'm just curious. Yeah, and, maybe. I mean, maybe I I I still love happiness. Of course, <clears throat> who doesn't? Right. You'd be a nutcase if you But <clears throat> but uh like to be happy. <clears throat> joyful moments uh-huh. are moments. Yeah. And I do, and I and I appreciate them, and I love them when I have them, uh-huh. and then I let them go. It, you know, and to That's me, good. it's to me, it's a, uh, it's if I, yeah, I can't, I, I'm not looking for some manic, permanent state. That's I think I, that's fantastic. That's I think that's a it, good place to be. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, it's a more gentle. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I'm not telling anybody else how they have to live their lives. No, 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 no. But I think it's really interesting because. As former Mormons, we came out of something where we were told that we had to be happy all the fucking time. Right. Or else something was wrong with us. Something was wrong with our lives. Something was wrong with our relationship and connection to God. So forth and so on. Well, that actually seems like another wonderful little control mechanism of the Mormon church. Mm. Right. Is that they they always find great ways for you to be focused on your deficit. Right. And so you end up all, just beating yourself up trying to conform, right? Yeah. Um, and they do that with, you know, other things as well. And, uh, and that's what makes leaving the LDS church such a mind fuck because you have to deprogram these things. You have to learn to accept 
that no, I don't have to be manically happy all the time. Right. Yeah. Or be projecting that out into the world. Right. Right. So I think, I, yeah, I think that there's a lot of ways in which these, uh, these numbers that Pew has come up with may, might be skewed, mm -hmm. including, I mean, it's all self-reported. Right. So they're, they're not doing tests. They're not coming up with ways of testing how happy a person is. They're asking people how happy they are. And that's a very different thing. I think they need like some kind of meter. Yeah. They just attached to you. Right. They just ding, 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 ding. plug it in. Maybe they can test it in the blood. Maybe they can just yeah. do a little blood test. You get do a couple drops and they're like, you're, oh, you're not very happy. You're meta, meta happy ends or something. <laughs> you're <Shit>. right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> I think part of the thing, I think part of the reason I wanted to bring it up is because A, uh, you know, I think it was, was it George Bernard Shaw? I think Shaw said the fact that <laughs> Why are you laughing at... I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I just get a little literary for you? <laughs> a little too literary was it, for Frank. <laughs> was it Shaw who said... <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Okay, proceed. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm making... Sorry, 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 sorry. I do think it was George Bernard Shaw <laughs> who said that the fact... That a believer is happier than a non-believer is no more material than the fact that a drunkard is happier than a sober person. Hmm. So he said something along those right. lines. That's right, a paraphrase. Right. I love that. That's good. Uh, I'm glad you remembered that he said that. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, I but I so I think that like it's not something that we need to worry ourselves over, but it's something to look at in our lives. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and, and in our communities and how can we provide community for each other yeah. and how yeah. can we provide better, uh, you know, a more stable living, uh, because you know, that's the other thing that a lot of church communities provide is they know that if something goes wrong in their lives, there will be a group of people who will help them. That's true. Actually, you know what I mean? They have that sort of sense of a safety net. The dinner starts showing up. Right. Or your so, lawn just magically gets mowed that week. Or so I'd whatever. like to encourage each other, us as a, as a, as a community mm -hmm. to say, you know what, how can we, how can we reach out for our, for our other community members? How mm -hmm. can we be there for each other in a way that, uh, that we've lost if we've left a community that did that for, for each other? Yeah. So. I don't know. We can we can always. It never hurts for us to look at ourselves and say and ask questions about how we can do better. No, of course not. And uh, if you know if this Pew poll is a is a reason to to do that, uh, congratulations everybody on not being quite as fat as uh, <laughs> or, or as unhealthy as believers. <laughs> Uh, no, I have nothing. Getting more exercise, clearly. Get, get more time. Get some more exercise. We have more time to get exercise. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, and clearly we have been. I don't care about fat. Oh, you great. can be fat if you want to, but, uh, but be healthy, but be healthy. and yeah. be happy. Be happy if you can, and if you can't, find a way to feel satisfied at least. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. <clears throat> if you have a, if you have something you'd like to, to say to us, 
about any of these findings or about about how you feel about our community, feel free, write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yes, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and smash that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. Yes. It's awesome. It is. Uh, hey, speaking of Facebook, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her work on the Facebook page. And thanks to Danny and Amy for their work as moderators in the Members Only Lounge. And thank you to uh, thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and also to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thank all of you for thank listening you. in. We sure do appreciate you. Bye-bye.